You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. So today I have Doug Peterson on the line. Now, Doug Peterson founded Get Priority Straight in 2018 to help business owners and high income earners master their personal and business cash flow <laughs> so they could reduce stress, eliminate waste and focus on what they do best. Before starting GPS, he coached and mentored business owners for over 20 years to improve business results and find more satisfaction in life. While engaged in this arena, Doug discovered an underserved need, personal and business cash flow mastery, which is key to personal and business success. I wholeheartedly agree. So thank you so much, Doug, for coming on the show today. It's great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So we are getting into a topic where I know a lot of people need a lot of help in. Um, and we're going to focus on those small business cash flow needs because I can't tell you how many times I get questions about cash flow, um, how to lower expenses, how to increase profit, um, all types of stuff. So let's just hop in. So first and foremost, um, I know prior to hitting record, we talked about some of the questions that I get. And one of those questions is, how do I pay myself as a small business owner without going down? <laughs> so what are some tips and tricks around paying ourselves as small business Business owners. Well, a lot of small businesses are started by very good technicians. They're really good at what they do. And if you want to be a small business owner, I strongly believe that you have to learn what your numbers are. So, you know, you have to do some math, figure out what your monthly overhead is. And I'm not just talking about what your regular bills are, but you need to look at what are things that are infrequent that I need to set aside money for. Even if it's as simple as a $360 a year subscription, that's $30 a month and add those up, see what your overhead is and see what your revenue is. Some people really feel like because I'm working 60 hours a week, I should make a lot of money, but you have to have actual profits there and people don't realize that. And if you're using financial software and look at your profit and loss and you're taking a disbursement, that's not going to show up on your profit and loss. So I've had clients making 15,000 profit, but $20,000 is going out in cash flow by the time they paid themselves and paid debts because your profit and loss isn't going to show any principal payments. So that was a long answer too. You need to understand how much money you're making and how much you're spending to see how much you can keep. And of course, for a small business owner, set aside tax reserves every month. It's not your money. You're going to have to pay it. So you can't use it as operating capital. And that's a problem I see with a lot of people that are inexperienced and they get caught. Mm, that's good. And so let's go back just a little bit because you, you said some key words here. And I want to make sure that the audience understands what these things are. So when we're talking about profit, because a lot of people, you know, I, I went on a soapbox on social media not too long ago um, where you see a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, I made 100,000 revenue, 100,000 in sales, blah, 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 and like sensationalizing it. But they're not talking about profit. So what is the difference between revenue and profit? Well, revenue is just simply how much money is coming in total. Your expenses 
or what comes out of your revenue so that you determine if you have profit at the end of the day. And some of those expenses are deceiving because like I mentioned, you might pay quarterly tax payments or have infrequent expenses. So profit is the amount you have once you've paid everything. And the simple formula is money out, money in, money out. We need more money coming in than going out. And however much more we have coming in than is going out is your profit. And that's what you can use for your salary, but then you have to take out your taxes for that. And I'd probably, for a small business, at least set aside 25% of it. Gotcha. Well, that's a good number to, to go off of. And then also, you mentioned profit and loss statement. What is that? So profit and loss is, in any software you'll have, like QuickBooks or uh, well, any accounting software, it's merely your revenue coming in. So here's all your sales on the income side and your expenses, which is going to be everything from advertising to cell phones, to office supplies, to financial software, whatever it is you're spending money on. And then the difference between those two is your gross profit. And I say gross profit instead of net profit, because as a small business, you still got to pay yourself and you're an expense to the business. If you're paying yourself as a W-2 employee, that shows up on those statements because there'll be a line item for employee and employer taxes. But if you're not, it's going to be an owner disbursement or an owner draw, and that doesn't show up on your profit and loss statement. So you need to know enough, and you don't need to know a ton, but you need to know enough to understand that just because your profit and loss statement maybe says you made a profit, you might not have paid yourself first. And you have a loss when you pay yourself. Yes, yes. And that's why I tell people it's important to also know not just your profit and loss, also known as P&L. So if you ever see P&L, you'll see profit and loss. Um, but also like your balance sheets and all of those other reports that you can run. So that way you can get a full picture of what's going on with your business. Now, speaking of... I know I like to save money, okay? But I have also <laughs> been in situations where I have wasted a lot of money in my business. Now, when I say waste, I'm talking, I told you a story before we hit record where there was one year where I had two financial planning softwares. I didn't need both, but I get shiny, shiny object syndrome um, <laughs> whenever technology's involved. And so I'm like, oh, I really like this. Oh, let me try this. This one just came out or what have you. And, you know, in that particular instance, that's a case of like $2,000 a piece. So I was paying $4,000 for a year of service for these two programs that I didn't need both. And so with that being said, when we're looking at small business owners, um, how can we reduce or eliminate our waste? Like, you know, those types of situations or even other types of situations where, you know, you might see money flowing out that doesn't necessarily need to be flowing out. Um, what types of tips or tricks do you have around that? So I believe really strongly that you have to get granular with your business especially smaller businesses, because you just don't have a lot of money to waste. And there's kind of a mindset of, oh, it's business expense. Well, if you spend extra $2,000, that's $2,000 that came out of where, Tiffany? Did it come out of your personal income? Because if you didn't that's spend true. it, right, that's your money. So, right. so, so the way that I look at waste is, look at it, let's use one as subscriptions, because that's a real common one. I've got all these subscriptions. I've got Dropbox, and I've got Canva, and I've got, this goes on and on. 
So I have literally have people use a program called YNAB. Stands for You Need a Budget. It's a personal budgeting software, but it's tremendous for cash flow. And if you have to assign money, the way it works is whatever money you have, you assign it to all these expenses. And if you have to assign money to all these subscriptions, you look at it and go, you know what? We're not using all that functionality. I don't need to pay it. We're not sending out newsletters from MailChimp. We plan to, but we're paying for MailChimp every month. And so the, and, and it sounds like a lot of work, but it's not. It just takes, you know, five minutes to budget out your month and you budget your money down to zero and you start to realize, I want more money. I mean, I, I didn't pay myself yet. I, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> Right. And, you know, just really quick, um, go into what you're talking about. I always tell people do a subscription audit, which is exactly what you're talking about. And I just did one um, not too long ago, actually, this past week and found a couple of subscriptions because technology junkie um, that I'm not really using. And I, you know, reached out to some of the companies or what have you. Some did refunds. Some were like, oh, we can't do refunds. I'm not going to name them out. But um, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is money that's just going down the drain. And I think by the end of it, um, I saved it was a little over one hundred dollars or so this time in subscription audits. So what you're saying is right on point. Definitely not just for personal, but for business, too. But sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. And when you say one hundred dollars, I want people to understand it's $100, which is $1,200 a year, and you probably have to earn $1,500 to make $1,200, right? Because you're going to pay taxes on personal stuff. You're, you're wasting a lot of money. And it's not about just being cheap or just being greedy. You're spending your time and your energy, uh, and you're just throwing it away because of lack of attention. So I, it comes down to people paying attention to their books weekly and looking at the key indicators every week so that you know I'm making financial decisions based on my checkbook balance. No, you have to make it on how much money do you actually have once you've paid all your bills. That's, mm -hmm. People do checkbook budgeting all the time. Yeah, I got money in there, but they didn't remember this big insurance payment that, bless you, this big insurance <laughs> payment that came out or a tax payment that's coming up. You have to pay attention to all those. So using this program, I s separate all of the infrequent expenses into monthly amounts. So it's building up. So I have the money when I need it. Now, let me ask you a question, because I just hopped on the YNAB bandwagon because I was using another budgeting software for years and years and years and years. Um, and I hopped on it for personal. Now, do you use it for personal and business? And if so, how does that work on the YNAB platform? So it's a personal budgeting software. That's what it's designed to do. And I actually do keep two separate books. Now, I have a very good friend that owned an accounting firm for 30 years. And I went to him and said, what do you think? Do you think this is too much work? And he said, no, they're completely different activities. With YNAB, every dollar that comes in, you're giving a job to. And you can't budget any more than you have. Now, here's the weird thing. The word budget actually means projection. So when you project and people go, yeah, my budget didn't work. No, your projection didn't work. What I call this is a spending plan. Here's how much money I have, and here's what I'm going to spend. And there's a tendency to go, yeah, but there's a check coming in this week. I will just allocate that. No, 
Don't allocate any money until you have it in hand. Have you ever had a check not come in on time? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so it works really, really well for that. But I literally have people enter their transactions as they go. Let's say that you're somebody that has a business where you have to go meet people and have lunch and have coffee and stuff. Well, you can't just have an open blank check. You might say, I need $500 for that. Well, on the 15th, have you already spent 470 If you have, what else are you going to cut back on? Because it's just, but people don't pay attention. And that's the biggest thing I notice is they don't know where they stand. And what YNAB does is tells you real time, if you're putting in transactions as you, as you do them, real time, what you have left in everything, both business or personal. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and I'm just curious now, cause I'm like, Ooh, I can use this for my business too. Um, so do you have two separate accounts or is there a way to have two separate budgets in YNAB on the same account? Oh yeah. You can have two separate budgets in the same account, like a personal and a business and they're easy Perfect. to switch, okay. easy to switch on your phone. Yeah. I, awesome. I also want to tell you a personal bias. Uh, you know, there's some things that, that YNAB allows that I don't agree with as much. And so they allow for automatic downloads and it's very easy to do a manual download. And the reason I don't like that is that we're trying to change behavior. We're trying to say, you know what? Okay. Before YNAB, I'd buy something and move on with my life, whether it's business or personal. After YNAB, what I recommend is you buy something, spend 10 to 20 seconds, it might take you 30, put it in your phone and it's in there, you know where you are, you know how much you have left in that category, you know how much you've spent on your credit card or on your bank, and it even tells you when you're going into credit spending, because I spent too much on a category I haven't funded. So that is the magic. That keeps you current without having to sit down and go, I'm going to run a report and then figure out my budget and see where they're off. No, let's just open it up and see how much you have left in meals and entertainment. And, and then you'll go, well, parking was a lot more this month. It's got to come from somewhere else or you have to add more money. Either go into debt, add more money, or it comes from another category. Yeah. And then just making sure that you're tackling this in real time. So um, this is helpful for me as well, because I do this with my personal budget, but not with my business budget, as you can see with my story about waste. Um, so this is something that um, I'm actually probably going to go in today because it is the start of a new month and perfect time to go ahead and get everything in order. Usually I try to do it the month before um, already project for the next month, but um, go ahead and get everything in order. Now, before we hit record, we also talked about, you said you had some differing opinions with the profit first um, philosophy. So I just wanted to go over that as well, because I know profit first is very popular and a lot of people follow that. Um, but I wanted to see what your ideas were, because we can always learn stuff from other, you know, doing things differently. You know, I tell people and sorry, real quick soapbox. But I tell people that personal finance is personal. So what works for one person may not work for the next person. And so having different ideas on how you can do things can be very helpful. So anyway, um, what are your thoughts behind um, all of that? Well, just like you, you put it really well, you know, we all have our own choices. And I said, my bias is to actually download manually so that
it isn't putting things in and it isn't on, on the YNAB side, it isn't deciding what the category is, which is wrong a lot of times. So if you do it yourself, you can control it. Well, in Profit First, they have some ideas that I really, really like. And one is that most entrepreneurs, and this goes back to your first question, how do I pay myself? They work really hard and they go, I'm not making enough money. I'm not making any profit. I'm paying everybody and I'm not making money and I work twice as much. So they suggest, well, take your profit first. So here's the super simple uh, formula for a single one-person op one operator. So you take all your revenue and you take 50% of that as your take-home pay. And then you take 15% and you set that aside for taxes. Now it's different than the 25% I said earlier because it's 15% of everything, right? Including of all your revenue without any expense deductions. And then they say take 5% maybe for profit. So if you're making $10,000 a month, you get $500 a month you're setting aside for profit. And you set that aside as if you're not gonna touch it and you have 30% left. And you have to live within that for your overhead. All your subscriptions, all your cell phone, all your business costs. That I think is a good idea because just like you can in YNAB, you know, deciding where your money goes before you spend it, you get a $10,000 check in and you go 500 going to, to um, profit, 1500 is going for taxes, uh, 5000 is going to me, I got 3000 left to pay all my expenses. And every dollar you spend of that three, that over that 3,000 comes out of where? Comes out of your pocket, your profit. Now, mm, I did <laughs> that. <laughs> You're very loud this morning, Doug. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is good stuff. Um, and that's something that I'm actually going to start implementing immediately because I have some invoices, some checks coming in. Um, so I definitely need to follow that advice as well. So um, with that being said, so that's what you love about profit or like about profit first. Um, what don't you agree with? Well, and again, Mike Motzkowitz does a great job and this is stuff that people really need. But often people go, okay, I'm setting aside all the percentages. And what he teaches is go open separate bank accounts. And in theory, that makes sense because, okay, it's not in my bank account. I can't see it. I won't touch it. But because I use YNAB for this, I set it aside in its own electronic envelope, right? It's, if it's allocated, you've taken that money that you have and said this $1,500 is for taxes. Well, I suggest we don't need four or five accounts to balance every month. We're grown-ups. If it says tax, we know it's not our money. <laughs> we can't borrow from that. People do. I have. <laughs> We've all gotten into tough binds. But to run the business successfully, we need to leave it alone. Your profit isn't going to build until you leave it alone. Now, the other thing he teaches, which I think is great, and this really helps on the personal side too, because if you're living on that 50%, and it's not going to be perfect, by the way, when you have a short month, you can't take, you take 50% of the short month, not the whole amount you wanted. Um, you take every quarter, you take your profits. So now we have $1,500 and you can pay yourself half of that. So you can give yourself a $750 bonus that you haven't been living on. And that's what I like about that is you're not already living on it. The other 750 stays in the business as profit. Then let's say next quarter, the same thing happens. Well, you take out your 750, but you already have 750 in there. So you take half of that. That's 325. 
375, 375, <laughs> quick math. Yeah, those two together, I should have done bigger, rounder numbers <laughs> as a bonus and $1,100 in profit. Now, here's the thing people don't understand about business cash flow. Business is great. We've got more business. Growth costs money. You have a profit model or a, uh, or a growth model. A profit model says we're going to spend the minimum we can in expenses and still do a great job and take care of our customers and take care of our employees, but you know only what's necessary and make as much profit as we can for the company. Growth model says I'm going to reinvest those profits. So don't think you're going to do profit first and take profit distributions if you're trying to grow because that costs more money. But on the YNAB side and the um, profit first side, I had a client who goes, you know what, I've finally grown up. I'm going to get QuickBooks. And she's a successful business coach. She does really well. And she goes, I'm going to finally get QuickBooks. And I went to the account and they said, you don't need all this detail. You know, just put those into subscriptions. Just put those into office supplies. She goes, no, I need that detail because I want to know I can make all those expenses. And so she does both. And see, that's where that's probably the camp that I'll fall in as well, because um, I use QuickBooks currently for my business. So I'm not doing like real time, but I am doing, you know, my balancing and stuff like that. Um, so adding that real time portion would be critical for me. Um, but then also I do my own taxes. And so for me, having the QuickBooks portion um, is a little easier because I also use TurboTax and yep. so on and so forth. So they're kind of connected. So um, I think I would probably fall into that camp where I'll probably use a combination of YNAB and QuickBooks and just do the day-to-day in YNAB and then, you know, do the monthly or whatever in QuickBooks. Um, So I think that would, that's actually, I'm about to have a profit machine, okay? (laughs) There you go. And I I talked about staying on top of numbers weekly and when people do QuickBooks, you got to go, well, what do you mean? I mean, what am I going to do weekly? The discipline of doing this every week with an appointment with yourself and if you have partners or you're married, you know, both on the personal and business side, doing it every week allows you to adjust that spending plan because you will not be perfect. Things just come up. And in a personal side, you need an emergency fund. In a business side, you need reserves. That's just as important. And I didn't hear Profit First really talking about that. But we need three to six months worth of cash. The national average for a small business, 27 days. If cash stops, you'll run out of cash. Mm. Yes, that is very, very important. And honestly, I just because, you know, I'm fully transparent, (laughs) but I just started doing a reserve for my business recently because I was like, oh, business is doing good. Let me start putting some to the side because I'm like, this is my full time job. If you know, things hit the fan and let's say I don't make money or I don't make enough or I get sick, which actually did happen, then what's going to (laughs) happen? You know, the whole ship is going to sink and I have people to pay and people depend on me and stuff like that. So that is, I can't stress that enough, (laughs) y'all. Please listen to Doug and myself and make sure that you have business reserves as well. Um, Because what you don't want to do, just like on the personal finance side, is run into an issue and then either you're having to depend on credit 
or you're going to have to go into a negative for something that you could have just prepared for. Um, so I just wanted to make sure we highlight that point because it's so super yeah, and, important. And I want to highlight what you just said, too, is credit is not reserves. It's debt. So cash reserves, a cash emergency fund at home. It's critical. And it also changes how you think about things. When you're eating down your reserves or eating down your emergency fund, you don't want to. And by the way, going out to dinner is not an emergency. Going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> at all. And see, I avoid my like my personal emergency fund, now my business one, like the plague. Like <laughs> I'm like, okay, I gotta figure out how to make this work without dipping into this because and that's also another reason. So here's one of my tips that I do at my personal is I keep it at a whole different bank and I keep it on a, with an online bank. So even if I'm like, oh, maybe this is an emergency. It's gonna take me a day or so to get the money. Um, so it's still like, it's kind of foolproof in it for me as well. Um, so that's one tip that I have as far as um, where to keep your emergency fund. Now with my business, I do keep it at the same bank, but I just avoid looking at that account, honestly. You know, and here's where we differ. Uh, that was my comment about profit first. We're adults. I have them at the same bank, but you know what? I have a system. And I use the system and it's back to the, you know, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. I did that. It doesn't work. Both your personal and your business have to stand alone. They both have to be in a sense profitable, right? Personal is income outgo. How much is left? That's your profit or that's your savings. But with YNAP, since every dollar gets a job, you've called that your emergency fund. And you can see pretty quickly if you're lying to yourself. I mean, nobody yells, but it says you keep spending all of the emergency fund. Yeah, I definitely, uh, just knowing me, well, I need to keep those. Your choice comes in. What makes the most sense for you? What I want is convenience. I want to be able to do a quick transfer and just be done with it and know what's in there. Right, right. And I've had uh, clients that do like the whole profit first thing with all the different bank accounts and end up with like seven or something bank accounts. And I'm just like, whoo, that looks like a lot of work. Um, <laughs> so I definitely agree with that side, too. Um, so anyway, Doug, this was very informative and we had a great conversation. Now, if people were interested in learning more about you or finding you online, where could they find well, you? Well, my website is Get priorityStraight.com, but everybody asks, how do you spell that? How many S's? So if you just go to schedulewithdoug.com, it'll take you, it'll give you my phone number, my website, my email, and my calendar. And I'm happy to have a no obligation conversation with anybody that has any questions about this. I'm really passionate about this because this is an area where stress is optional and people don't learn it to manage it in a way that's not, life is stressful enough. I'm not saying <laughs> there's no stress in life, but if you have cash in the bank and can pay your bills and are making money and you know what's going on, it's way better. I've done both. So thank you very much. Yes. Schedulewithdoug.com, <laughs> I'd be happy to have a conversation. And I'd love to have another conversation with you, Tiff, you're delightful. Oh, thank you, thank you. Same, vice versa, same here. Um, so if you all didn't catch that, um, I will have all of those links in the show notes so that way you can connect with Doug, because he's awesome. <laughs> I think you all can agree. Um, but he's full of information and I sat here and wrote down notes myself. So if you didn't catch some of it, go ahead and rewind it back 
replay <laughs> uh, because those were some gems being dropped. And thank you so much, Doug, for coming on the show today. Um, it was a pleasure having here. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.